Welcome. I'm Lauren Ash, and you're listening to the Black Girl in Ohm podcast. Black Girl in Ohm exists to hold and catalyze healing within Black women around the world on their unique journeys towards wholeness. We support the necessary transformation, spiritual awakening, consciousness shifts, and intergenerational healing occurring within the diaspora. This podcast is a warm embrace, soothing realness, and conscious girl talk. Come into conversation with me and our spirit-centered guests. Let the journey begin. Hey y'all, Lauren here. I am so nervous, <laughs> if I'm being honest and transparent, but also more than nervous, there's this energy inside of me that's really excited and really grateful and really knowing and aware that it is on time for me to share this with you all. And as you probably know by now, if you've been listening for a while, I'm a storyteller, so I'm going to make this announcement through story and through letting you all in on the origin of this exciting moment and exciting opportunity. So this summer, as I shared in the season opener for season five, I returned to my home, my literal childhood home. And I've been from March through August, stayed with my family. And returning to Minnesota, you know, was not in my plan for my life ever, actually. I did not anticipate returning to Minnesota. And, you know, particularly during COVID and, and being under stay-at-home orders all the time, it was just constant intensity and constant turning inward and constant self-study for those of us who are yogis. <laughs> One of the eight limbs was <laughs> my way of being <laughs> constantly. Self-study in relationship to my family, self-study in relationship to my community at large. And this summer, when George Floyd was murdered, not terribly far from where I live, and in super close proximity to several friends and family members of mine, I was really realizing and feeling and sensing this great sense of responsibility to deepen even more into my why, my purpose, my mission. And I realized that I had also been led home for an opportunity to bring the healing work that I do, the passion for creating spaces, courageous spaces for Black folk to come together and heal and be in community with one another. It was just made clear that it's time and the time is now and the time is here. You know, when I first heard the news of George Floyd being just so unjustly killed, I remember very vividly, I was actually on a um, team call and it was a call with the managers on my team. It was a Monday night. I was on Zoom and simultaneous, it was very strange. There was like some weird weather happening. So there was a tornado siren that went off. And so my family, my mom, my dad and I, we all went into the basement. And I just remember hearing the news because a friend of mine, uh, a black and male friend of mine, based in Brooklyn, texted me saying, your your state is all over the news. 
And like something within me braced because I knew that it wasn't for a good reason. And something within me was like, you don't want to receive this, but I did a quick Google search and certainly I discovered all of it. So in that moment and I mean, it's even while just recounting this right now, like I'm just having a wave of other memories that came. Like I decided to take the next week off to really just get silent and quiet and listen. Uh, A good girlfriend of mine, also a Black woman, happened to be visiting family that next week. And so we were able to share time and space together. My godbrother also moved back up to Minnesota from L.A. We were able to spend time and space together. And, you know, simultaneous to this, curfews were in effect. I remember my friend was visiting me, which was already tricky because of COVID and my parents both being older and my dad having um, compromised immune system. So we were like spending lots of time outside. And when it was time to go, we realized that it was close to curfew. And my dad was like, is she going to be okay? And I was just like, God's got her. Like, it's fine. But, you know, just a very intense time already with the pandemic compounded with another intense time of an uprising quite literally happening in close proximity to where I live and where I call home. I had friends who were on the front lines um, showing up, you know, at demonstrations, showing up to protect their community, South Minneapolis, which was literally being destroyed, not from people of the community, but from people outside of the community. So I share just glimpses of my own experience with this moment because in all of this, I was really getting quiet. I was really listening. I was really starting to open up and ask myself, what is my role within all of this? Because I was clear and I still am clear that all of us during this time of many, many unrests. And, you know, I also have to acknowledge one of my teachers, Tracy Stanley, who she has called attention to the fact that we're in three pandemics and it's the environment, obviously with climate change, whatever you want to call it, but the ways that for generations and generations particularly the United States and Western culture and our obsession with consumerism and consumption has contributed towards so much dis-ease within the planet, within the earth. And and we're seeing now the repercussions of that in ways that are making us deeply uncomfortable, but hopefully waking us up. The global pandemic of racism, particularly anti-Blackness, and the global pandemic of, of course, COVID. So I started to really open myself up to, again, asking myself, what is my role? How am I responding? It was very clear that my role was not to show up at a demonstration, to not show up on the front lines. Um, I have in the past for different moments, particularly around Black death, but everything within me was like, you are needed in a different way. You know, you are a space holder. You are uh, healer in terms of healing both yourself and providing healing energies and spaces for your community. And so I was listening, I was paying attention. I organized uh, a meditation that, interestingly enough, ended up just being me and a friend of mine present for it when I was hoping that activists who were on the front lines would join. But I realized that I was not acknowledging 
my own form of activism and I was not acknowledging my own form of healing. I quite literally wasn't even going to attend. And then I was realizing, oh, wow, you organized this so that you could get blessed by it. And it was such a transformative moment. But I had this awakening when I started deepening into human design. And I'm going to have a whole nother conversation on human design with a dear blessed human spirit <laughs> that I have recently met, Jazz Verville of Moondust, our mother. I went on a whole journey with her, a seven-week journey around human design. And in the first week, I really was just awakened to what makes me me, what gifts I have within me, what my purpose is, how I'm meant to make decisions, how I'm meant to listen to myself, how I'm meant to lean in and pay attention and respond or not respond. And the first week I was able to get clear on a couple really clear intentions. And one of them was that I was very clear that I needed my own space. I needed a space where I could work and be creative and cultivate healing practices and community with others. So in a sense, this is going to be the first physical space for Black girl in a home. And it was also inspired by the fact that uh, a week prior to this moment, this insight, I had had a very triggering interaction at a wellness space in Northeast Minneapolis. A friend of mine was visiting and we went to receive acupuncture and the amount of like dismissal and disrespect and just, it was just weird. <laughs> Let me just say it was weird. And something that reminded me of why I even started Black Girl and Ohm back in 2014, because I'm just aware that just because a space says that it's all about healing and wellness, unfortunately, <laughs> depending on the conscious or subconscious beliefs of those working within those spaces and their ability or lack thereof to hold space for all people, to see all people as human, to see all people as deserving of care and nurturing, that you know, our experiences when we step into those spaces will be extremely different. So I had had this experience that put such a bad taste in my mouth. And also I was like, I'm looking for some healing. I was looking for some alignment. I was, I was venturing out to receive some alignment and ease within my body. And I literally just got triggered. And for me, I, I oftentimes use experiences like that as fuel to serve as essentially catalyzing energies for change that I desire in the world. So I literally left and I remember looking up and, and seeing a space that said for lease and I was like, I'm going to get a space. <laughs> so that had happened about a week prior to the moment that I'm speaking about. So I decided to go to the river. There's this really beautiful waterfall in Minneapolis, Minnehaha Falls, where I oftentimes will go. I'll sit, I'll pray, I'll meditate, I'll journal. Sometimes I'll give some offerings to the river and to my guides. So this particular day, I left some offerings, made some prayers, and really just gave thanks for a path made clear. That's one of my most frequent prayers, a path made clear. And I had also given thanks for this space, you know, that I didn't yet see in the material realm, but that I knew was arriving. 
And as I was driving back, I was actually going to swing by this co-op and get a smoothie. And I was driving down Minnehaha Avenue and I looked up to my left and I saw this beautiful storefront on the corner and I made a U-turn because everything within my physical body was saying this is the space. And again, we're going to talk more about human design in another episode soon, but this was me following my human design. I have a sacral authority, which means that I have this gut in the moment knowing. I have a yes, a full body yes, uh, an expansion to the things that are for me, to the things that keep me safe, to the things that are in alignment with my purpose. And I'll have a contraction, a no, a uh-uh within my body for things that are not for me. So this was a big hell yes. <laughs> so I made a U-turn and I started walking across the street and there was a large number on the side of the building and I was literally calling that number before I had even peered inside the windows to see what the space looked like. That's how much I knew it was for me. And just want to pause here for a moment. Like, when is a time in your life where you just knew that something was for you? And when's the last time that you actually gave yourself permission to move in alignment with that? This is going to be, I think, a consistent theme <laughs> of this season, y'all, because I'm very passionate about, about what it means to move in alignment and that moving out of alignment is okay, but it's about returning, returning, returning. So I called the number, the landlord um, answered, and she was there within 45 minutes. We were walking around the space together, and she was hearing me share about my vision, which was honestly coming to me in the moment, y'all. It was like, oh, well, I have this organization, Black Girl and Own. We've been around for six years. We've never had a physical space. I could envision small group and one-on-one healing, energy healing, you know, breath work, meditation, yoga. I can envision an apothecary. You know, I've been really passionate this year about herbal healing and particularly healing emotional and spiritual dis-ease within the Black community. And all these ideas were just coming to me as I was sharing. And she told me, she was like, Lauren, I have received so many inquiries for this space and I continue to turn them down. She's like, I would love to have something exactly like what you're talking about in this space. I've desired healing and wellness experiences happening within this space. So I was getting all lit up and she's like, did you know what's next door? And I said, no. So we go outside, we walk just, you know, a few feet over. And she's like, I just rented this space out. This is another Black woman entrepreneur who is opening up a juice bar. And she raised $70,000 to fund her project. And I was like, what? So I would have a neighbor, (laughs) a quite literal sister, who is in such deep alignment with the work that I'm doing. This is divine, period. This is divine. So In true human design fashion, and because I was all lit up for my new coaching of human design, (laughs) I actually did something which was quite unique for me, which was I kept it to myself. So usually when I get excited about something, which is quite often because I'm a manifesting generator within human design, which means that I'm constantly getting ideas, I'm constantly getting inspiration, there's no shortage of brilliant ideas and innovative thoughts that are streaming through into me. But I'm not meant to respond to all of them. I'm not meant to activate all of them because honestly, on the one hand, that would be 
a lot to do, right? And also sometimes something is a yes, but a not now. And it just takes a, a moment for me to step into what I'm meant to do, which is to really first visualize what the inspiration, what the idea would be like. So for the next day, I just sank into this deep visioning space and all the ideas came actually that night at three in the morning. I wrote down every single thing that came to me. I was very clear on everything that the space would hold. Some of the ideas that I had shared with my soon-to-be landlord, (laughs) spoiler alert, that had magnified because I had given myself the opportunity to dream and to vision and to take the space to myself and cultivate my own kind of energy and creativity around my ideas even more. I woke up in the morning and I had even more ideas. And then I started to share about the space with some people. I spoke with my mother. My mother, she's just so great. One of the first things she said was, does it have everything that you want? Does it have everything that you want? What? She's amazing. So that gave me permission to ensure that I could have everything that I want. So I actually called the landlord and I asked about more things. I said, I noticed it doesn't have a kitchen. And she was like, oh, you could put a kitchen in there and I'd be happy to help fund it. I said, word asking you shall receive. (laughs) I said, I've actually been thinking about having a garden. She was like, well, there's a small plot of grass outside. You'd be welcome to turn that into whatever you want. So it was really a powerful reminder in so many ways of what it means to hold the vision and allow the vision to be made manifest. So some time went by and it's interesting between the time where we get the inspiration, the idea, the yes, 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 and actually moving forward and making the decision, the ego freaks out, right? The doubt comes in, the obsessive thinking around the how something will happen, how the support will arise, how the vision will be made into its fullest fruition. But here's the thing, y'all. Black Girl and Ohm has been here since 2014, and when I trace the trajectory of BGIO since our origins to now, this has always been the way that I have had to move as a leader. This has always been the way that BGIO has had to unfold through trust, through faith, through visioning, through sharing what is needed with the community. And I will admit, I shared at the beginning of this that I have some nervousness I am stepping out of what I don't think anyone recognizes as me playing small, but I am stepping out of playing small around particularly not asking for help and not sharing the help and the support that I need. And the support and the help that I need is always connected to the mission of Black Girl Gnome, which inherently is always about providing healing for Black people. So how dare I allow my ego to keep me bound to the fears and the scarcity mindset and the what will people think, you know, like, no. So today I'm excited to officially share and announce that I signed a three-year lease (laughs) on this beautiful building that was an immediate yes immediate and clear yes in the Longfellow community in Minneapolis. It's actually 
not too far away from where George Floyd was killed. And the energy of this city has been very, very felt by everyone ever since that moment. And one of the things that I can feel as someone who's very energy sensitive is the need for healing, the need for community, the need for us moving from this space of isolation and disconnection to heart-centered, soul-centered healing experiences. So I am so grateful that I have this vision and that I have this space and I'm very clear that now I need to let people know about it. (laughs) This space is an intergenerational healing concept for the diaspora and um, I've called it home. I've called it home. It's literally called home. And the intention with this space is to create an intergenerational healing space for us manifesting and centering a Minneapolis, which I've seen as a catalyzing source for world-changing shifts and collective consciousness. We have seen so much happen this year, and more is certainly to come. But one of the things that I have seen is that we now have a clear sense more than ever. If anyone was confused, (laughs) it is a clear sense now more than ever of how much systemic change is needed. And I see the healing power of us coming together to heal and coming together in community and coming together to imagine and reimagine the world that it is that we're creating to create heaven on earth right now, right here. I'm clear on another intention, which is to rest and rise in the space that is the aftermath of George Floyd's death. You know, I've seen and continue to see the ascension of Black-centered healing-rooted businesses emerging in the wake of his murder, and it's because we need these spaces. We need these spaces. So there's so much more to say about this space, what it will hold, what it will entail, but I'm also aware that I'm more interested in dreaming and visioning with those who want to dream and vision with me around what this space will hold. And so that's my intention in sharing. That's my intention knowing that I am releasing this sense of needing to have things perfectly packaged, perfectly put together in order to be supported, in order to announce something. I'm releasing this sense of needing to do everything myself, you know, to raise all of the money that is required for the build out of the space into the vision, to get all of the support that's needed for this space to be open. I'm releasing this fear of needing to bind myself to a timeline for opening. So I'm in flow and I trust and I just allow for this message and this announcement and this word to reach you as it will. I'm opening up the floodgates for support in whatever way you listening would desire to support. And you can click the show notes for links to more about the space, ways to support. And I just am so grateful in advance for the direction that this is now going to take all of us. And while you may not be local to Minneapolis, hopefully that you can know that the creation of this space, an intergenerational healing space for people of the diaspora, will ripple out and impact 
the world and that eventually more spaces can be created all over the world for us because, again, we need it. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Hey, community. I want you to close your eyes and just picture a sisterhood that's filled with thousands of journeyers just like you, lifting one another up, spiritual teachers, thought leaders, wellness practitioners pouring into you with their insights. Open your eyes and you should probably head over to blackgirlhome.com because we have this community for you. The Circle sources our members with empowering guides, divinely ordained connections, and culturally aligned resources for you as you expand into your most authentic self. I'm so grateful that enrollment is open and it won't be for long, so be sure to head over to blackgirlnome.com and check out The Circle. that you discover this conversation in divine time and that you'll activate any of the insights that resonated with you powerfully moving forward. Now at Black Girl and Home, we're all about gratitude. So special thanks to our audio engineer, India Jordan, for adding your magic, Khalid B for your original music, and thank you, yes you, for listening. <laughs> Y'all, Black Girl and Home is here for you. We're actively rewriting the narrative of what well-being looks like to ourselves and in our communities. To get more involved and learn more about us, head to blackgirlinohm.com and join our newsletter while you're at it. If you do, you'll get an exclusive and free download of a meditation led by yours truly for Black women and girls everywhere. Are you also deepening into your journey of wholeness and healing with us on social? Follow us at Black Girl in Ohm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. What we're about here is real sustained impact. If you're influenced by something that you heard on our podcast and want to support, you can make a contribution today by heading to blackgirlinohm.com slash support. All right, y'all, breathe easy. Thank you.